0: And so really, when we can get into our bodies, when we can really feel our felt experience, does this light me up? Am I excited to do this or I'm dragging out to get out of bed to do it? Mm -hmm. And if you're dragging to get out of bed, it's probably not what you're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. Welcome to the Best Life Blueprint, your
1: connection into stepping into your most undeniable self through healthful lifestyle change. Let's talk all things food, fitness, mindset, family, and joy to help you step into your best life. I'm Megan Hansen, registered nurse, integrative nutrition health coach, bikini bodybuilder, and triplet mama. Let's have some fun. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Kara Elizabeth. So we're going to be talking to you about all the amazing things that you do and how you help amazing women from all over and kind of
0: tell us about all that. Yeah, absolutely. So I am formally trained as a clinical psychotherapist, and in the last couple of years, I've actually stepped away from that role. I've released my license. I I spent about 20 years in the mental health field working primarily with women and adolescent girls with eating disorder and trauma, and I just felt that the field was no longer serving me or my clients well, um, that I had so much more to offer, including my somatic work, my energy work. I do Reiki energy healing as well. And I wasn't able to encompass everything into the the box of psychotherapy. So I expanded that. I released my license. I expanded it. And I do what I like to call now body wisdom coaching, which is really supporting women, um, primarily women, getting into their body, their felt sense experience, understanding what's happening, understanding what can serve their body best and what needs to be healed and released, um, and really just moving beyond the limitations that they've felt they've been in for maybe their entire lives.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And I feel like that's so needed for so many women across this country. What would be like the typical woman that would come see you? What kind of, of trauma or experiences do you feel like a lot of women need to be releasing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right now, a lot of who I'm working with, a lot of who's been called to me or who's been coming into my realm have been really highly functioning women with these big careers either entrepreneurs or just in big careers in general feeling the need to have this shift we've noticed over the last four years I'm sure most people have felt it there's just this huge shift to get out of the old paradigm and step into the new paradigm and that new paradigm really is self-directed versus this ideal or this map that we all grew up living by we are now feeling more self-directed myself included like stepping outside of where my formal education is and building something that feels good for me rather than just staying in something that was highly successful, that was productive, that made sense, but didn't feel good.
1: Yeah. I found so many, just with my own experiences, I've I've found so many parallels between building my own health coaching business and my own health journey that I've undertaken And it's so amazing. And I love that you brought up the idea of of releasing things that no longer serve you, because I feel like that is such an important thing to wrap your head around, but also it can be one of the hardest things because I had a career in, in nursing and bedside nursing was a full decades life work for me. And it was very comfortable. And I'm sure you can relate to the fact that you had a very steady income and it was a good income. And yet for me to say that's not serving me anymore, I am not my happiest self when I show up and I swipe in and I swipe out. And yes, am I good at my job? Yes. But am I living to my most potential? No. And that's <laughs> that was really hard for me to do and take a chance at leaving the bedside. But
0: I find that there were so many rewards to that as well. Absolutely. And that's ultimately what we need to really recognize or even just feel within ourselves. Like, If we aren't feeling our best, yes, we can be highly successful. Yes, we can be doing a great job at what we're doing, but we're not even serving that population to the best that we could because we're not taking care of ourselves first, because we're just going through motions. And we can, because it's something that's innate within us. We can go through those motions and be really productive and be really skilled at that, Mm -hmm. but we're not connected to ourselves. And then that, that limits our connection to other people. So when you talk about body wisdom and helping women connect to themselves, what are
1: some ways that you help women do that? I'm sure there's a lot, but what are like the basic
0: kind of steps to connect to yourself? Absolutely. The first step we always start with, I use a lot of the ch- the chakra system. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or if your your community is, but I work a lot with the chakra system and really working and starting in that root chakra, which is all the basics, the basic human needs. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating a, a balanced diet of, of whole foods and vegetables and things that are going to serve your body? Are you getting enough fluids? Are you getting enough movement in your life? And how are you moving? Or are you just jumping out of da- bed and going through the motions of your day, not even conscious and present with it? So really the first step for anything a- of us, any kind of healing in my perspective, in my opinion, is are my basic needs met?
1: Yeah. And we really go that's through those
0: Maslow's, inter- Maslow's hierarchy, right? Of like, yes.
1: You can be performing to a certain mm-hmm. degree, but actually
0: are you performing well because you're not meeting your basic needs? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's just, it's always knowing that we can, I mean, how many practitioners, how many nurses or doctors or, or for me, therapists have I seen that are giving this great advice and these great tools and supporting people. And then they're just run down, burnt out, not taking care of themselves. And so there is a disconnect. And maybe the clients can't really understand what the disconnect is, but they feel an energetic disconnect there. So then their progress is also delayed because of our own. And then that's our responsibility. One of my favorite,
1: I'm sure it was the TikTok because I love all the, (laughs) um, one of my favorite videos was somebody interviewing some very high functioning physicians across the country Mm -hmm. and like, Hey, <clears throat> what have you had to eat so far today? Maybe it was like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning. And most of them either just had coffee. Maybe they were lucky to have a protein bar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are you fueling yourself to be in this high demanding job?
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: it speaks mm-hmm. so much about just the the importance of self-care. And I love that it's, I didn't realize it was World Mental Health Day today. So oh, maybe- <laughs> An amazing conversation to be had uh, because I talk with so many and work with a lot of healthcare providers that give their, give their all to their patients and the people they serve, but yet they aren't making room in their lives for their own needs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once you help people kind of connect to their basic needs and
0: you've, you've met their basic needs, like, where do you go from there? Yeah. So once that happens, Megan, a whole slew of stuff opens up and they start feeling things that they hadn't been feeling before and, and memories start coming up or emotions start coming up. And that's when we move into that next layer of being is, is that emotional body. And we start to feel, okay, we, we haven't been eating or we haven't been sleeping. We've been keeping ourselves so busy because we've been avoiding this part of ourselves. But this part needs to be healed. It needs to be seen. It needs to be loved. It needs to be held. It needs to be cared for so it can move beyond, so we can move beyond and transcend it. So that's really what we move to next is going to be that emotional piece of like, what were the core wounds or what were the things that were preventing us from taking care of ourselves in the first place?
1: Yeah. Do you find this is the harder step for some people to acknowledge
0: some traumas? Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of us don't So a lot of people don't relate to the term trauma. Oh, I didn't have trauma. I wasn't abused. I wasn't neglected. I wasn't X, Y, and Z. Like I didn't, it wasn't traumatic. My life was fine because that's how we kind of grew up. And so when we start using the term trauma, which I don't always use for people because it's not always relatable, it's a little bit more well-known now. We have a lot of TikTok and Instagram opening up this space of trauma, but there are also people that really don't want, they don't want to have trauma. So they don't want to use that word. And so Mm -hmm. we just identified with it. Mm -hmm. What do you like to use then? So we just talk uh, emotional experiences. Okay. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I mean, keep it broad. Yeah. Just, you had some experiences. We all, we all lived life. We all had experiences. We all had things that made us sad and we all had things that made us happy or angry or yeah, we all had emotional experiences. We don't have to put labels on everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: I like that. Yeah. So we, we, we just kind of move through some of those things that they remember, oh, this happened or, or, oh, that happened. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, it. let's feel it in the body because again, once our basic needs are met, our body can, we can then start listening to our body. We then start hearing those hunger cues or those thirst cues or those exhaustion cues. And our body starts talking to us and we build this dialogue and we, we grow this communication with our body and we say, "Oh, I have this ache in my hip." Okay, well, let's let's feel into this. What what might be this ache in this hip? Is it an old injury, or is it a emotional wound that's being held there because we haven't looked at it for thirty years?
1: Mm-hmm. I love. I'm just get kind of dipping my toes. I call it like the woo woo world. I'm just okay. dipping my toe a little bit more and more as I'm going through all of my own health stuff and working on my own mental health and wellness and. Like I just got into like energy healing and Mm -hmm. I have had like some tarot cards, just like little things. So it's, it can be kind of a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp if you're not used to it, but I think Mm -hmm. it can be incredibly powerful to almost like relinquish control to a degree, just to be open to something Mm -hmm. of that almost spiritual nature.
0: Absolutely. And, and there doesn't have to be like a negative connotation or, or a religious connotation. You know, it's, it's again, we're just creating openness and that's all that the work that I really do with people is just like, let's just have an air of curiosity and just be open to see what comes through. Like when we start moving through somatic work, if there is like an ache in the hip and we're putting our hand there and we're breathing into that, just curious, like what comes up, like, just be, let's just see well, this memory is coming up and I have no idea why. It doesn't have to make sense. We're just creating an openness to let this memory come up and to be felt. And we move through that felt experience of it. And and often we're allowed, we're able to then allow it to pass through versus resisting it and then holding on tighter to it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. It's like a full-blown, almost like a, a very physical therapy
0: session, if you will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the, the field of somatics. And it really is just that, that connection between mind and body and letting, letting the body speak more than the mind um, creates meaning for. That's great. And you
1: mentioned working with people with disordered eating or eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel like the emotional experiences, how that contributes
0: to disordered eating? Yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent. The experience, the eating disorder is never about the food, just like the smoking or the alcoholism or anything else, the depression, the anxiety, it's never about, it's just a symptom. The eating disorder is really just a symptom. But again, because the eating disorder has the potential to take our life, we have to stabilize. So all those years I worked in eating disorder treatment centers and with the within the field, we can't do any of that emotional experience work until we know the body is capable of sustaining life. So we have to be stable nutritionally and medically before we can open up because the body will always just try to keep life, keep us alive. It's going to shut down certain processes that are not deemed as necessary to reserve the, the energetic output to keep our body functioning.
1: That's amazing. And I, how prevalent do you
0: think eating disorders and disordered eating truly is Oh, I think we all have an element. It's a spectrum. I think we all have an element of disordered eating. Absolutely. I mean, and and our society just plays off of that with all the different fad diets or all the different weight loss shakes or programs or energy drinks or, or fast food. Like we all have an element. There is no perfection either, Megan. Like we're not here to be perfect eaters. Like we're not here to be perfect at anything. It's just, can we retain the health of our body? Can we acknowledge, oh, I've had too much fast food. Let me have some, have a salad or have some whole grains instead for once.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just recorded something about the idea of, of balance is essentially baloney and that you shouldn't chase perfection or that ideal balance because you're never going to find it and it's just <laughs> going to stress mm-hmm. you out. And I love to think about, how about we chase excellence and we we chase self-care and treating ourselves well. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to find the balance because it's very, it's a
0: very catchworthy phrase, but I don't think it exists. Absolutely. No, I think it's more of a harmony. I like to, instead of using the term balance, either I like to be, let's like be in harmony in harmony with the body and harmony with the mind and harmony with the seasons, the cyclical changes of our body and, and all of that. Just let's, let's have some harmony here. Yeah. That's a
1: beautiful word. I like that word.
0: Can you make some t-shirts? That sounds nice. There you go. <laughs> so,
1: yes. so you mentioned working on like the basic needs and then working with like emotional experiences. Did I say that right? Emotional experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so is there like another tier or another layer that you work on after that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If, if an individual is seeking a shift or they're an entrepreneur or they're in a business, then again, a lot of the times the next step for them is going to be moving into that business aspect. Of like okay, so we've we've had some resolutions. We can now see maybe how these have prevented us from stepping into roles, whether that's a promotion or, or starting a business or growing a business. We can see how those past experiences have influenced how we then move forward. So then we move a little bit more into that structural or that that business mindset aspect of the. The work that I do with them. So again, we can bring harmony between body and business, and we can have this balance, this harmony with those aspects of, of their life. If they're interested in doing that. Nice.
1: And going through all this work with people. And I'm sure a lot of times you take a few minutes to reflect on your, yourself and your own health and wellness and journey. Like, what do you find currently is your biggest challenge just in your own personal
0: life? Oh, I mean, that's, that's a great question, because it's been a it's been an interesting year for me. So currently, I mean, I'm at I believe in cycles, and I believe in seasons. And as women, in some of the woo-woo world, <laughs> we recognize that women go through seven year cycles. Mm-hmm. And so I began my seven, my final year of a cycle in April. So I'm halfway through it. And it's been a doozy of a lot of closure and a lot of endings in this, as we normally see. So this aspect of like what my next step is because all of this culminates in april next year when that this this year ends and the 7 year cycle ends my son actually turns 18 in february so he graduates in may so there's just a lot of transition <laughs> a Ugh. lot of closure a lot of change right now and it's it's overwhelming personally and then to in my business as well so i've actually taken a lot of break like i still have my clients but i haven't been selling a lot for or or even marketing myself a lot because there's so much my energy in figuring out this next stage of my life and what my business, how this is going to shift my business, even that it's just uh, embracing the silence and the stillness and the closure and being open to what's, what's coming up next. There's so many ideas, um, yeah. I love the idea of honoring the season you're in
1: and that you're going to have like push seasons to where you're putting a lot of attention on one thing. And then you might have some seasons that that's not for you. And you're pulling back Mm -hmm. a little bit in some areas and it's okay. And you know what, especially in the social media age where there's a lot of comparison games, Mm -hmm. like it's okay. If you look at so-and-so over here doing all these amazing things, like that is her season. Let's embrace and bring each other up and celebrate all of our wins and know that maybe you're not in that
0: season right now. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's just, yes. Honoring where you are and not trying to push yourself to be where you're not. And that's uncomfortable and that doesn't work because often it won't work. You Mm -hmm. could try to put, I could try to put all these things out there and I probably wouldn't sell any of them because that's not where I'm at and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm getting more into the energy of like you said, if you force yourself to do something, it might not be successful because you're going to put out an energy mm-hmm.
0: that people are going to read, whether you know it or not. Yes, absolutely. So and they're I- not going to understand. They're not even going to understand what that energy is. They just know that something's off in this mm-hmm. offer off in this, this sales yeah, page. True.
1: So, okay. So the idea of a seven year
0: cycle is new for me. Like where does the seven come from? So we, as women are a yin energy and Men are your yang energy in Chinese medicine, right? And so the number seven is the yang. So mm-hmm. we but we have because we're yin, our balance is is a yang, mm-hmm. just like a men's men go through eight-year cycles because eight is a yin. So it's it's all rooted in Chinese medicine and in kind of this again, this ancient wisdom of the body and of understanding the different the different oh, energies that flow. Mm-hmm
1: itt Kara. I think you just opened up a rabbit hole for me to explore later. Absolutely, absolutely. Check it out. I'm like, okay, where am I? what What year am I in?
0: And, and yeah, and my husband, like, where is he? Yeah. absolutely. yeah it's 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 really interesting and and we can deny things and you know things will fit for one person and not for for another. This is just what fits like when I really look at my seasons, I'm like, this is a season of of closure and ending and and reemerging. Differently starting next year.
1: Yeah, but how would you go about
0: like discovering where you are in that seven-year season? I mean, well, first of all, it, just running the actual numbers. So I turned forty-one in April, which means I'm am in my forty-second year, which is the final seven times six is forty-two. So I'm finishing the seven-year cycle okay. here. I got you. Um, but also, like really, like really taking a good hard look at where you are, like, what's going on in your life? Is there a lot of success? Like I, I've been saying for probably the last couple of years, like I am totally the goo in a cocoon right now. You know, I, 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 a caterpillar builds a cocoon and literally is goo until he emerges as a, as a butterfly. And I'm like, I've just been in the goo stage of life. Like I have a lot of ideas, but I don't have a lot of like, I'm not putting a lot forth and it's okay. And I'm, I'm cool here. I'm just kind of in this quiet stillness. And that's when I feel good. And that's when things are coming out. Um, and anytime I try to push something, it's not working. And I'm like, I have to recognize that I'm pushing too hard and it's not working, not because it's not a good offering or not because it's not supportive for people, but because I am trying to make something happen based on like what you said, what other people are telling, are putting forth or are encouraging me to do or, and it's just, it doesn't feel good. And so really when we can get into our bodies, when we can really feel our felt experience, does this light me up? Am I excited to do this or I'm dragging out to get out of bed to do it? Mm -hmm. And if you're dragging to get out of bed, it's probably not what you're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah.
1: I'm actually, I'm not, as you're talking, I was doing the math and I'm, I'm kind of blown away right now because, so I had my kids, so I had triplets, I had them at the end of the seven year. And after I had my kids, I had a, a lot of things happen. Like I had, I had a tummy tuck. I got into bodybuilding. I did bodybuilding shows. I left wow. nursing. I started my company, and so that was like it's all part of this new beginning. Yeah. So I'm like that actually correlates and tracks very well.
0: Yeah. So, okay, I'll have to pay attention now more. Absolutely. And and that's that's it. Is when have these major life transitions or transformations happened for you, and and were they at a the start of a new season? A new chapter.
1: I love it. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> well, thinking of your own personal journey, personal or professional, if you were to think of the version of yourself five years ago, like what advice would you give Kara?
0: Oh, that's great. Cause, uh, I actually began to step away from counseling five years ago. So I would just let her know that she's on the right path. Like follow your heart, follow what feels good. Don't try to make, make it happen. Um, don't try to make other people understand because I mean, my private practice was very successful, multiple six figures. I had people under me and it just didn't feel good. And that's okay. And so mm-hmm. I would just, just encourage her to keep going with that feeling, but it's okay that things change.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people just want to keep you safe and mm-hmm. they're just worried about you. So, But sometimes the safe route will only keep you small and keep you from discovering your potential. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody but you. And it doesn't even have to make sense to you, honestly. Yeah, (laughs) just being open to whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, the openness. I love
1: it. Well, awesome. Well, if people want to kind of get in touch with you, what's the best way
0: to do so? Yeah. So the best way right now, I've kind of taken a break on social media, so I haven't been as active, but they can absolutely um, message me through Instagram. I am checking messages, even if I'm not posting regularly. And then through my email address, and I can give that to you to put it in the show notes. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me these days.
1: Awesome. Well, I super appreciate this is the fun. I'm going to be tracking my sevens now. (laughs) There you go. Math is hard. So I'm going to be using some fingers. Math is hard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Kara. Thank you so much for
0: having me.